0: This hour of the Rich Keith Show is brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. Act now and save 10% during
1: their Fall Into Savings program. Here we go. Now holla if you hear me, though. It's the Rich Keith Show here we go. You're now rocking with the Rich Keith show on your radio. you to hear the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. Scoops. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork, and the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like Six to midnight, Al. The mic's hot on a night's watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts, and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show. So here's your guy. Welcome into a Wednesday night edition of The Rich Keith Show. You're on WEEI. It's a full tank program. That's right, six to ten from grip to tip tonight. And you can join us at any time throughout the evening at 617-779-7937. We'll hit on a whole bunch of topics throughout the evening. Uh, You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. And you can also watch the whole program on Twitch. Just go uh, follow WEI on Twitch. You can watch all the programs from 6 a.m. all the way through 10 p.m. tonight. And uh, we'll get to the Celtics a little bit later on in the program. But Drew Holiday was officially introduced. As the newest member of the Boston Celtics, our producer du jour tonight, Terp, he was there. Uh, so we'll discuss that coming up in a little bit, but really it was more what Wick Grossbeck had to say and Brad Stevens just kind of smiling smiling and oogling that the eyes that Brad Stevens was giving Drew Holiday today made me excited for the season and also made me feel a little funny as well. But So a lot of Celtics stuff a little bit later on in the program, but I do want to start with the Patriots. And uh, Nick Fitzy Stevens is going to join us here momentarily as well. But J.C. Jackson back. J.C. Jackson, who spent two, quote, years with the L.A. Chargers, he didn't do much. He got hurt. He had a couple of injuries, and he played in a total of seven games with the Chargers. And a guy who was great when he was here, I remember really wanting the Patriots to re-sign him. And he just falls in this long line of guys that got paid somewhere else and then didn't really work out all that well, and then they came back. Remember, undrafted guy, J.C. Jackson ended up carving out a role for himself on the last last Super Bowl team, 2018, was J.C. Jackson's rookie year, and then plays every game in 19 and 20, and then in 21, he is second-team All-Pro, makes a Pro Bowl. He has eight picks. The year before that, he had nine picks. That guy was an interception machine for a couple of years. And then the Patriots really didn't even offer him anything. I don't even know if the official offer came out. Uh, he ended up signing a five-year, $82.5 million. now, not all that was guaranteed, but $82.5 million deal with the Chargers. A year one, uh, or 2022, five games played. With them was out with injury, and then this year, two games, and at one point he was just benched. You're like, what is going on? Only 27 years old, wasn't that long ago where he was, I thought pretty great. I thought he was one of the easily a top 10 corner in the league, and I don't know where you would rank him on there. But then things started to fall off a little bit. Yeah, he had a few. He had ankle surgery back in August of 2022. He got. Uh, benched in Week Six of last year, and then he had a uh, patellar tendon rupture, so that ended his season. So he was kind of in and out, and then he was just out, uh, and then this year just two games. Now we also got the news that Christian Gonzalez uh, out for the year, which is brutal, especially for some of us that took a stab at Christian Gonzalez, defensive rookie of the year, little little uh, little future bet there which I feel like you should at least get your money back on that because he was the defensive rookie of the month in the first month. So four games into the year, nobody was better. He would have won. But, yeah, he's after the year, which stinks, which is, I mean, it kind of goes without saying because if this season goes the way that it could go, kind of the way the Red Sox season went, then Gonzalez would be one of those guys that every week you'd want to watch. Like, what do they, they have in this guy? He looked like a true, like, on his way to being a number one corner and then out out for the year. And we'll see with Matt Judon, that feels like out for the year as well. So they needed to get some replacements because the other thing about today was we were waiting for the return of Jack Jones, and he had even said something recently on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. I think he responded to a fan that he'd be back soon. Well, he was eligible to be back at practice today, and he wasn't. So I don't know what's going on with Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, uh... Jonathan Jones, like all the Joneses, the Joneses are dropping like flies over on over on defense. So they needed something they needed. Like you can't go with Miles Bryant and Sean Wade. Now, most teams, if you go down to their fourth and fifth corner or fifth and sixth corner, whatever it is, would probably be pretty dicey, I would assume. But they end up uh, acquiring J.C. Jackson. And I I have no idea what to expect with J.C. Jackson. Like he was good. He was really good when he was here. I thought it was I thought it was really tough that, that they that they lost him. Now, he has not played very well. So is it one of those things that he just comes back in the system and he's going to just fit right in nicely and they're going to know how to use him and he's going to be back to his old ways, picking off passes and everything else? Or did this guy get his money, kind of lose a step or what? I don't know. I have no idea. Because there's been a few guys in the past too that have done that. I mean, Jamie Collins is one that, that jumps to mind where, you know, he they traded him. He didn't just leave him free agent, but they traded him away. He went, got his money with the Browns, came back here, and was pretty good. You know, not like a world beater by any stretch, but he was he was pretty good. And you know, another one that jumps to mind was was Patrick Chung, and he was actually a little bit different because when Patrick Chung was first here, first here, he was a, a high second round pick and wasn't that good. Wasn't that good, went to the Eagles. And then came back here, and we all called him Patrick Chung 2.0, where he was a much much better player. So we'll see with J.C. Jackson, but also at the same time, like all of this to say, defense isn't the problem. Defense is not the problem at all. Now it could soon turn into the problem without your best corner and without your best pass rusher. Like that is such a double whammy for any team, let alone this team, where those are are individually their their best players. So you take them off the field. Now the schedule lightens up a little bit for the next couple of weeks for the Patriots but at the same time you take those guys off the field and those teams are going to be feeling pretty good about it being the the Saints and the Raiders who normally like I don't I don't view them as any great shakes but now they just all of a sudden have a much much easier job uh going up against this Patriots defense. But how are they going to score points? Like that's what it all kind of circles back to. Like anytime Anytime you listen to like a Patriots conversation anywhere, and you try to like go away from Mac Jones for a minute, and, and this what this offense looks like, it kind of swings right back that way. Because even if they can kind of patchwork the defense a little bit, is the offense going to score twenty points? Like how many how many times are they going to be able to score over twenty points? So far this year, they have not hit over twenty yet. They had twenty in the first game against Philly, then seventeen, then fifteen in a win, and then three, three. So it's been a mess offensively. They add a little bit defensively. Uh, the one and only Nick Fitzy Stevens joins us now. Fitzy, your first reaction when you hear J.C. Jackson back in the mix? Has he switched to wide receiver? <laughs> right. That's why right. I was like trying to talk up the defense, and then you're like, it doesn't really matter. Like, well, how are they going to score points? Oh, I, and look, look, he can come in, and this is a moment of abject
0: desperation for Belichick. And the, you know, Chess over checkers crowd gets their little pint or their pound of flesh. Sure. Uh, because Belichick obviously now has forced them to absorb the majority of the salary, and he's owed no guaranteed money next year. So they're getting him for next to nothing to come in because the law firm of Jones, Jones and Jones Those is out for the foreseeable, if immediate, if not entire future. Crazy. This is a move of complete desperation by Belichick. Now, look, all these reclamation projects that have traveled down the chung van noy patricia blunt memorial highway mm-hmm. and basically i saw uh you know like they they go they start with the patriots they go somewhere else they get the bag because bill's too cheap mm-hmm. they flame out mm-hmm. they suck they come back somehow they're good again and, and then they'll oftentimes go somewhere else like jamie collins and get paid a second time mm-hmm. that's spectacular i'm not worried about what's going to happen with him in the future or you know even the later part of the season they just literally needed somebody that knows how to play cornerback and is familiar with the system. Yeah, now, yeah. it would be preferable, Rich, if somebody also didn't have an outstanding warrant in the for state their of Massachusetts. arrest
1: in the state of Massachusetts. Oh, it's, it's insane timing because I read that last week. I think September 25th, maybe two weeks ago, it came out that he has a warrant in Massachusetts for, what was it, like reckless speeding or like, I think it was a driving infraction, I believe. Yeah. But regardless, and it was like in the state of Massachusetts, Massachusetts looking for J.C. Jackson. The Patriots trained for him. So I was like, I'll be there. I will obviously be there. You guys can Absolutely pick me up at the stadium if you want. Oh God, are you kidding? But like, they have nobody else. Like, if I don't even know if he can play anymore. Like, is he oh, is he still any good? Like the I Chargers' he's been, him the ankle and point. the knee have been the they Chargers. The yeah. they wanted him out completely. They were so
0: happy to get rid of this eighty-two and a half million dollar five-year flameout. Oh, the little pick
1: that, swap and they and they trade and they paid some of the money. Like they just didn't want him some. anymore. so how, yeah, they. Paid I think most he's paying
0: for like a, I think he, I think the Patriots are million. paying like a million dollars. Oh,
1: yeah. Million, to get JC Jackson up. back yeah.
0: and watch i right now if there were odds on FanDuel JC Jackson number of interceptions on Sunday i would bet over a half
1: you think well, you it'll get a happen
0: pick? I, I, you, know, you you just well, know what's going to happen
1: is it Winston or is it Carr cuz that also could factor into well, whether well if it's or Winston they, yeah. if it's Winston you got to bump it up to a pick and a half <laughs> i <was> going to say
0: <laughs> although Carr is gimptastic right now like he's in a oh, he's no. in a sling the same kind that Gonzo would be in and it's look it's a bump you didn't want to have to go out and get him because you lose Uh, three guys with the same last name. Now, maybe Jonathan Jones can gimp his way back onto the field. I know uh, both Tyquan No Jack Jones today, yeah. No, he was eligible to come back today to start practicing. what's up with that? So they haven't even started the 21-day window after his four weeks on IR. I I don't know what happened to his hamstring, what (laughs) happened to Jonathan's ankle. Like, it's an abject mess. This is a hold down the fort until further notice type of move. Will he be as good as he was a couple of years ago? Probably not. Will Steph Diggs still cook him and have him for lunch in front of 65,000 at the stadium? More than likely. But he's better than Sean Wade and Miles Bryant, so there's that.
1: There is that. That absolutely is the case. So, Jack Jones, back on September 29th, which was what? Uh, last the previous Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Previous Friday, so less than a week ago. Uh, somebody on Twitter, at Mojazula. Oh, he's uh, classic, great follow. classic. Classic. He goes, he uh, at President Jack. That's uh, Jack Jones's Twitter handle. Says yeah. when you coming back, bro? Jack Jones responded ASAP. Jack Jones followed up by saying ASAP mean quote as soon as possible. I never set a date. <laughs> Way to walk it back, bro. Way to walk it back, bro. ASAP mean as soon as possible. It's like oh, all right. Yeah. But not really, because as soon as possible was today. And you weren't there today. This is the day you were eligible to come back and you were not there today. So it is not ASAP. It's not no, ASAP. it is it is he should have it should have been AS-ish AS ish as soon as As soonish as possible. as possible.
0: for me. Not for the yeah. team or anything and also, else. Like yeah. Taquan Thornton, do me a huge favor. Oh, this guy. And don't be putting on your Instagram stories photos of water bottles and receiver gloves and cleats. Like that should
1: usually mean I'm back. Like, he wasn't even back at practice no, today. No, that guy is useless. I've given what, up. I've completely given up. I've completely given up on him. So, we can start with this Patriots news. Like I said, we will get to the Celtics as well. And you can join us at 617-779-7937. It's a full-tang Rich Keefe show with Fitzy. But right now, here is Terp with What's Trending.
2: This is the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Two trailer park girls go round.
1: here on the Rich Keith Show, W-E-E-I. Fitzy is here as well. This is a full-tank program on a Wednesday night. We're starting with the Patriots as J.C. Jackson has returned after a, a brief stint with the Chargers where he played a total of seven games. Uh, I think he had... This is... he had uh, This is not trying to be funny. This is just painting the picture, Fitzy. He had more injuries than interceptions. Uh, and I think he got benched more. Then he had interceptions. It was what not,
0: happened to uh, Mister INT.
1: Was not really a thing in L. A. It uh, it was a thing in New England. I mean, the guy had a lot of picks in New England. He had twenty five picks in four years. Wow, pretty great. Uh, that, wow, wow was really that many. Yeah, I've, he went three as a rookie, and then yep. he kind of carved out more playing time and went five, nine, eight. That's eight, a lot of picks. Five, nine, eight. Wow, yep. he had nine
0: in two thousand twenty one.
1: No, nine and twenty, and then uh, eight and twenty-one, eight and And twenty-one. Sorry, and then then, twenty-two. He left for the Chargers. Now, see, Rich. Here's my favorite aspect of this. All right, it's
0: a little bit overlooked, but it's pretty comedic when you think about it. So, J.C. Jackson went on the NFL Network a while ago and said he felt disrespected by the New England Patriots, (laughs) and uh, Uh because they didn't want to pay him and they didn't want to reward him for his services. Sure. So he was going to try to make sure that he got a pick against the Patriots when he played them this December and that it was going to be a revenge game. Well, now wow. the Chargers showed him that they loved him even less, and they wanted him gone so badly, they were willing to pay him to be gone. So now it's a double revenge game when the
1: Chargers... Come. Is this the first inception of revenge games? That's what it is, because you're now you're taking out revenge on the team that you were going to take revenge out against while playing for that revenge team. This has never happened before in football. It's a There's no revenge. way I'm going to revenge you. No, you're gonna. I'm going to revenge you, yeah. but I'm going to do it on the team that I was going to yeah. be revenging. Yes, this yes. is
0: unreal. I'm going to revenge myself by showing both <laughs> of you that you never should have let me go.
1: Time might the, stop. They may never play that game.
0: They're like yeah. getting ready. Belichick needs like, to
1: start ah! the game. Yeah.
0: When there's a coin flip, he just needs to get that same little dial they spun that kept spinning yeah. in the last frame of Inception,
1: just like spinning <laughs> at midfield. But then what if he's actually working for the Chargers still and he drops a late-game pick because he's still actually the most mad at the Patriots? What? Yeah, well, what he if he picks, picks one? Yeah. Wait, he'll pick one right. and then show up
0: the Chargers, but then he'll <laughs> drop one and then he'll yeah. show up the Patriots.
1: Do you think his family will wear uh, split J.C. Jackson jerseys, half oh, Chargers, man. half Patriots. the J.C. Jackson <laughs>
0: Franken jerseys are going to be
1: all over the revenge. The, place. the revenge game, that is an all-timer for J.C. Jackson. So And they're the
0: biggest front-run. I mean, they don't even have that many fans, obviously. Like, no, they really don't. No. Most of them are still pissed that they left San Diego yeah. and Fulton County and all that jazz. Understandably so. But, like, they are if, – if a fan base were ever front-runnerific, if you will, it is the Chargers. And – I know they all wanted him gone. The only thing worse than that contract that he was given and his performance there is the coaching of the guy that guided him for uh, a, oh, a yeah. year, and, a year and a
1: quarter. You know, for the same guy. They do have that going for him. They, have well, a hot, they do have a hot more. song. Well, they did. I mean, you can't say that now when you are playing in L.A., Los Angeles. Superchargers.
2: Super that
0: helps. Yeah. Did you see the play this weekend where Brandon Staley? Told Asante Samuel to go down at his own eighteen yard line with two and a half minutes left when he picked off a pass in the end zone. I mean Brandon I mean, Staley, the man I'm is not a sure. fu-
1: yeah. I mean his, bo-
0: his boobery knows no limits.
1: Yeah, and I just I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I guess seeing what happens this year and then finally you're just you're wasting good years of Justin Herbert by doing all this. Well, they may have also dodged a bullet with uh Sean Payton, too. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get it done. Real quick, I came up with a list of guys, we mentioned some of them in the first segment, who were with the Patriots, left the Patriots, came mm. back to the Patriots. Mm. And I'm going to go through each guy and, and tell me whether or not they were a success the second time back. Okay. Uh, Dion Branch. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, they needed, they needed that guy. He was he was uh, like a warm Immediate blanket.
0: impact. I think he caught yeah. a touchdown in his return game against the Ravens in 2010.
1: Yeah, no, and he was good, and that was with a young Gronk and Hernandez, and that's when they are mm-hmm. saying goodbye to Randy Moss, that whole thing. Uh, Patrick Chung. Uh, a completely different player. Better. Maybe the biggest
0: success of all.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jamie Collins, we already mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. he was pretty good. I wouldn't say that like, he wasn't like, all pro, but he was good. Like he was, When they were flying around the defense and the boogeyman and all that stuff, which was fun against bad quarterbacks, but whatever. Good was the second time, yep.
0: third time, diminishing returns. True, that's right. He, this is a guy
1: that had the kind of
0: lethal weapon three. Yeah, just like eh, I've mm. seen this before.
1: Malcolm Butler, nah, never so saw a game was in camp right, and then was just nope. kind of done.
0: But uh. I will tell you, since I never had a chance to tell you, small sidebar here, mm. far far from a fitzy uh, celebrity adjacent story, but yeah. I did have the pleasure of interviewing Malcolm for a half an hour, half the day hour that t- with Malcolm, a half hour with Malcolm Butler. The day Tom Brady returned, September 10th. Did you get my, it out of him?
1: Did you find out what guest, happened?
0: Nope, I did not. <laughs> Everyone tried, of course. Uh, it was a free, like an unscripted free-form 30-minute chat up in the Putnam Club where I do the pregame show. And he was the guest on Tom Brady Returns Day because obviously a lot of famous sure. Patriot alumni were in the house. Let me tell you, the most I have ever enjoyed speaking to a current or former member of the New England Patriots was that 30 minutes
1: with Malcolm Butler. He just let it All rip. So did you ever get out of him not what happened, because I know that's been a a thing forever, but why he signed why he came back? Like I feel like honestly tried to play. Honestly, he just wanted to play.
0: He said he has no bones with Belichick, loves him, considers him a mentor and a father like figure. Loves Tom Brady to pieces and would do anything for him, says he's his dog above all. All Thinks Edelman can kick rocks without socks, and he was a blank hole to him the entire time he was there.
1: (laughs) Interesting. That's a good little nugget. Doesn't um, like Edelman. But okay. my favorite
0: thing was I asked him, of course, we spent like five minutes going over the famous play. Yeah. And I said, you know, Malcolm, did a light go off in your head, kinda like the way all of our phones went off in our pockets today at two twenty PM when they tested out the yeah. Federal Emergency Alert System. It works. Did it like go a spoiler alert, it works. Yep. Uh, did a light go off in your head like something happened, like, like a, a bell, bell when you saw the play coming up. Because, you know, Ernie Adams had you guys run it the week before. Mm-hmm. And we saw the coaches film of it in the Do Your Job special. Like, like you knew what was happening. And he went, bro. He's like, bro, listen. you got to remember. <laughs> I'm a rookie. I just got thrown into this game. The second we got into formation and Seattle was lining up, I walked over to Brandon Brown and I said, hey, who I got? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's great.
2: That's
0: Browner, you can yeah. see the footage. He yeah. grabs him and moves him. <laughs> and he's like, you have this guy. Oh, browner does so not good. get enough credit oh for, my god this makes but all those t-shirts yeah. that say Malcolm, Malcolm go gold. need to say hey who I got <laughs>
1: hey who i got no but this is also so good because everybody like what a what a story that it has become right like it, it's just like how they're so smart they coach so well matt patricio' trying to take credit for it right i think I got probably one of the
0: biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL where I think I did a pretty good job
1: your guy didn't even know what to do your guy he had, no, had no idea, idea. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, we coached him up pretty good. He yeah. was clueless. He was happy to be in oh the Super Bowl. God. That's a great story. Hey, who I got? <laughs> who I got? <laughs> so Brandon Browner actually deserves to be looked yes. at in a much higher regard. I mean, he oh was a God, stud yeah. that year. I mean, he was just a big physical Do you corner. still remember the hit? Who was the... Oh, he stuffed both, the one guy. What
0: was the name of the tight end for the Chargers? Speaking of the Chargers... Antonio remember? Gates. The other No, the <laughs> other one. The backup at the time. Uh, uh, he was a taller gentleman. Um and browner hit him on that famous sunday night game edelman i think broke free for a long touchdown pats won Mm -hmm. uh like revis locked up keenan allen the whole night but browner hit this other tight end for the chargers and sent him out of the game that's bugging me got called for a flag did not deserve it still one of the hardest hits i have ever seen on a football field that guy Uh, was a safety
1: in a cornerback's body oh is it ladarius green uh, no, oh, he's a tight end. All right. Mm. What about the David Johnson? Those were their tight ends in 14. Oh, no. Okay. And John Phillips.
0: No, it must have been it, Ladarius. Must have been Ladarius Green.
1: Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> still, Browner was I a big, that, he was yeah. a big old physical corner for sure. Yeah. He was great. Uh, a couple of Garrett Blunt. He did the old here, gone back here again. Uh, more successful the second time yep. around. Don't forget yep. in
0: 2016. And ultimately, he was benched, sadly, in Super Bowl 51 because it became a James White game real quick. Uh, he had 18 touchdowns that year. Oh, he was 18 touchdowns.
1: No, I remember getting into arguments with uh, with Dale on the old uh, the old Dale and Keith show about whether or not LeGarrette Blunt was elite. And I was like, No, he's not. And Dale's like, He's got 18 touchdowns. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, it's a lot of touchdowns, but like, I still yeah. I would say. Well, was not. Jamal Williams elite last year? He had 17. He was good for the old fantasy team, but yeah, I wouldn't call him an elite yeah, running back hard, at all. Hardly. Uh, Brian Hoyer, he did the old here gone here, and that's a little bit different story as a backup. He,
0: if I, you know, the funny thing was, he was the same the entire time.
1: <laughs> he never changed. Super mid. Le- left actually played a bunch of games then came back and was the backup again It was very much the same Kyle <laughs> Van Noy pulled this this Oh yeah off. I think
0: uh I think Van Noy was this about uh no he was better the first time around um mm-hmm. the, the Yeah he was Kyle Van Noy uh really started to get it and put it together in 2017 so by 2018 he was elite I I would say for like a season or two with the Patriots and then Peeked left, and then when he did his little video like, Pat's Nation, I'm back, Ugh. and we were all like, uh, but to what degree? <laughs> Probably, is he? Uh, is he? I think I've heard tale-told as well. I've never spoken with him, but I've heard he's one of the five most sensitive Patriots of
1: all time. Uh, that might be true. I know that uh, he had sort of a way about him, and then we had him on the show once. I thought he was a delight. I thought he was what, one he? of the best. Well, yes. Really- oh. Now, that's a, it's a different setting. That's just sort of like us, you know, on the you know, on the radio 10 minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great. I wish we had him on more. I thought he was really, really good. So I've, he I've no heard of Damian about, Harris? No, he was significantly better than Damian. He might have been <laughs> filling in for Damian that day, for all I know. Uh, then Ted Karras, another guy that uh, joined us that season. He was here, more so as a backup, left, got some money, then came back and was uh
0: Went good. to Miami for a single season, came back, was better. And was good. And, and then, then went, the Patriots the should have yeah. never let him go. Yeah. Because crazy thing was, if they, they let him go for 3-for-13 to Cincinnati, where he has played above average yeah uh, as a matter of fact played very well last season gave us that delightful video walking off the field in tennessee telling the tennessee fans up yours and go f yourself that was pretty great that was one of my favorite little nfl <laughs> films moments i don't know why good. he was so mad at yeah. tennessee but i loved it oh but uh, if they thanks had for... held on to him then they would have never needed Cole Strange. imagine if
1: they just upped their offer okay, to ted Harris okay, by two million dollars yes you could have had a different first round pick first round pick Yeah, you could have a guard who's not very good.
0: uh, Trent McDuffie. Could have Trent McDuffie. Yeah, you could have someone like Trent McDuffie. Uh, or uh, Kair Ilam, who went to Buffalo, yeah. and then you don't draft Gonzo, yeah. and then you get an elite rec- like
1: Again, like the butterfly effect of bizarre offseason choices just c- continues to carry on. Yeah, and this offseason could be another one where there's some massive choices to be made, and it all kind of circles back. You know, we start with J.C. Jackson because that's the news, but really, it, every week until it changes, it's going to be about the offense, and can they score points, and where is Mac Jones at? And talked a lot about it the last two days on the show. That performance against Dallas, one of the all-time worst quarterback performances you're going to see mm-hmm. what do you think now as we push forward to to this week that, does mac jones bounce back and and if he does what does what does that even look like not really okay no i just can't i cannot for the life of me
0: dude's confidence, see him bouncing shot. back like listen first is like can he bounce back eventually yes to a degree Will he bounce back this Sunday? I don't think he's going to bounce back against the Saints. They have enough of a pass rush. Mm-hmm. They have an elite corner in the form of Marshawn Lattimore. They still have the Honey Badger. They've got guys that can cover. They've got guys that can ball hawk. And if they get pressure up the gut, which is the number one formula for a quarterbacks distressed, far from success, Mac is going to be doing the same thing. And like I, hear, I don't know, I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen to Orlovsky on the afternoon program, if you will, mm-hmm. but uh. He said the biggest concern for him, the first thing that stands out on tape is that Mac's feet look awful. Now, he's got, like, Bledsoe happy feet at this point now. Bledsoe got happy feet because he was downfield passing too much and he had line issues. Mac Jones has the worst offensive line to date this season in the NFL, which has led to the worst offense with the worst scoring average and the most possessions that lead to punts or turnovers. Yeah. Until they fix the line... Nothing ain't nothing getting right with this team
1: now, there's nothing offensively that you can at least hang your hat on at or on at on because you look oh, at like the zero, jets zero, like for the jets for i don't I don't expect Zach Wilson to play the way that he did for the rest of the year, but at least with the Jets, you can say, Garrett Wilson is an elite receiver. If you get the ball near him, he's going to make some plays. Brees Hall is getting healthier and healthier and healthier. Pretty soon, you're just going to be able to hand him the ball, and he's going to be better. Uh, Their offensive line isn't as bad as the Patriots, and at least Zach Wilson has a strong arm, right? The guy can be an idiot. He's looked awful against the Patriots, but he has, like, a cannon for an arm. So you're like, all right, can we work with that? Can we kind of piecemeal that together? And then the Patriots, you're like, okay, the offensive line's bad. They have no standout playmaking receivers nor tight ends mm-hmm. and the running back who you thought was their best player is having a bad year. Mm-hmm. So where else do you turn? Like not to make excuses for Mac. I don't think many quarterbacks, I'm not saying any, but I'm saying I don't think many would succeed here. But what he did on Sunday is just like next level bad. Like that's where you can't even make any more excuses. You can't be like, well, there's this, that, and the other thing you're like, well, no, he was the worst player on the field on Sunday. So if he has another one of those, like how much longer can he even stick with the guy? yeah
0: but who do you put in, in well, his pitch? I know
1: like no, I don't expect zappy to light the world on fire, but like the whole idea of having backups is not just injury, it's performance, and if the performance yeah. sucks multiple weeks in a row you gotta you gotta make a change you gotta make a change, yeah, but again, every other quarterback
0: on this c- roster, be they practice squad, yeah. emergency third string, the backup Zappi, whatever. All of them are going to encounter similar issues to Mac Jones because of the lack of weaponry, but most importantly, because of the offensive line. They're just going to keep running it like the definition of insanity, or at least the most often used one is repeating the same action and expecting different results and entering in mid-level to sub-level starters and expecting them to be able to ball out and play even like Kirk Cousins adjacent or like Derek Carr. Is bananas? Yeah, They're but just there's not also be
1: able to do it. But there's also a difference between, you know, a bad game and then like what Mac Jones did. So Mac Jones gifted the Cowboys 14 points. Mm-hmm. So let's say Bailey Zappi struggles, but he doesn't turn it over. Like, all right, well, the game's a little bit closer. Now, again, you're you're asking your defense to be otherworldly good every week, and that's not fair. You're not going to win a lot of games that way either. But I think at some point, I I don't need the guy that's throwing the ball uh, all the way across the field with you know that arm strength the guy that's not holding on to it and it's just mm-hmm. making dumb plays after dumb plays like last year's a good example where we all clowned on the offensive coordinator and the play calling but Bailey Zappi had a higher percentage of functional offense than Mac Jones mm-hmm. did last year
0: yes so but i still do you believe though i i perhaps we've touched on this yes perhaps but do you believe that last year during the Zappisance, if you will. During Zappy Hour Extended. The, yeah. Those two and, two and three quarters yep. games.
1: Good deals. Oh, great.
0: The best times. Uh-huh. the best. It was the only time, really, that there was any energy or any electricity there in was the, the 2022 yeah. season. Huh? I still believe, especially in that Cleveland game, they called a game that suited his skill set, and they utilized the players they had to the best of their... Like I feel like because there was so much tension between Judge and Mac Jones, and to Patricia. a degree between Patricia... It's almost like they were relieved to Possible. work with this kid and they may have felt it like they like it was just so bad. And then that's what leads into this year as well. Like, whatever has happened with Mac Jones or however bad the offensive line is, Rich, to what to what degree do you hold the Patriots accountable for his poor performance and the fact that they may have like inadvertently program this kid to just kind of like suck at this
1: point. Well, yeah, I mean, last year was one of the worst things Bill has ever done. It was one of his worst decisions ever, and we talked about it, how it broke Mac Jones. Like, you did the worst thing you could do for a young quarterback, and it broke Mac Jones. And just because they hired Bill O'Brien doesn't mean he's fixed. And so you bring in Bill O'Brien, but your offensive line still stinks, and you don't have any legit playmakers – so this guy gets sacked a few times or he gets hurried a few times or he's taking these big hits and he's saying, well, what the hell? Okay, yeah, I, I get along with my play caller more. I trust him because he's an offensive guy, but I don't know, the results on the field haven't been much better. So, yeah, maybe there's even more damage done last year than, than we anticipated. Let's go to the phones. we got Matt in Rhode Island on Mac Jones. Matt, what do you got?
2: Hey, how you doing? Okay, so last year we know what happened as offensive coordinators, right? So this year you pay one point four million dollars to hire an offensive line coach, and you have besides Trent Brown and, uh, I mean David Andrews is a good player, but I mean, just no no one to coach. the offensive lines the worst in the league. i I don't know how all this is matching up, but I do know what I'm watching um, a quarterback is unacceptable i I think he actually actually quit. I think he actually won out of that game. Um, and I think not only is his head messed up mentally, but his fundamentals are absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I hear you about the line, but I mean, this is this can't go on. Like, right. So what you were just saying, fifty. By the way, if you know, and I don't think Bailey's is any good either. No, but, that's the I mean, problem. <laughs> comes, well, yeah. right, but but you got, but it's a whole different game when he started games to when he's coming in relief, which is obviously not the greatest thing to do. But you know, you might be able to get him outside the pocket. You might be able to do a couple things more than him with him. And like I said, with Mac, he's just—I mean, he's got to get his stuff together. But I don't think you're going to do that on an NFL field um, with NFL players. And just briefly, if I could, before the end of this call, um, just—I really just wanted to give a—you know—RIP, rest in peace to our guy Tim Wakefield, who, when people are like trying to build a team and clubhouse guys no better guy ever than him willed himself to a major league career by learning a knuckleball and and winning over 200 games and all these games. I just have to say, I had the pleasure of meeting him for five minutes at a golf course one time. And he was about the most humble, down to earth, cool guy. Honestly, like I told hundreds of people, like I, I felt like, like I knew him. And it it is just like, he's, he's, he's all about Boston and, you know, Keep his condolences to his family and his friends because that's 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 real Boston strong. Thank you, absolutely, Bye. Matt.
1: Yeah, and thanks for the Thank call. You, I mean, yeah, we we talked about it on Monday, but Fitzy, every single person that we have talked to or that we know that knew Tim Wakefield said the same thing. Like, just like the greatest guy in the world, and 57 years old, way too young, and just oh, yeah. you know, uh, just awful. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for the call, Matt, on that. We can get back to the Mac Jones conversation as well. And our bet de jour we have playoff baseball going on right now. We'll do that coming up next on the Rich Keefe Show. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI.
2: Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI.
1: Back here on the Rich Keep Show, WEI Fitzy is here. It's a full-tang Wednesday. Is, uh, you can join us at 617-779-7937. Time now for the bet du jour. What is that? Great question. It's the bet of the day. Of course, Monday and Thursday, we're picking everything Monday night football, Thursday night football. Tuesday and Wednesday, pretty soon, believe it or not, it's going to be basketball bets, uh, hockey bets, you name it. But Right now, we have baseball playoffs and uh, we got games going on right now. We still have a couple of games later on. Uh, Terp, you want to go first? Sure. What, what do you got? I've got Nick Castellanos to record a hit at minus Terp. 185. Did you Did minus you see what he 185? did yesterday? Did, it's a lock.
0: Did you see what he did yesterday? What did he do yesterday? Well, he had a hit down the first Wait. baseline. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Terp. Terp. Yes. Terp. That goes against the Bet Du Jour, Rich Keith. I know it's an un... Unofficial, non-published Bible that you probably haven't been given a copy of because you're one of the 19 producers on the program. However, we have agreed no bets beyond minus 150.
1: That's my fault. Although Fitzy did famously, we brought this up yesterday, somebody I in the Twitch chat brought it up yesterday. You took, I think it was New Zealand soccer well, we at minus 285, and they lost outright. <laughs> that was in the World Cup this year.
0: I was desperate.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> deserved it. That's a good point. I figured okay, 185 was right terp, on the Turp, you cusp. get one mulligan. Take terp a you get it. Turp, that's fine.
0: But he had a hit down the first baseline yesterday, slid into second, then turn around to his dugout and flip <laughs> them the ring finger. You cannot <laughs> do that and then you can't do that and then ring come finger out and go oh for the next day. I don't know what that means. Well, saying they want a ring. That's a good, got it. That's a, You cannot go over well, the next day. He's a day. favorite of the program, Rich, because of yeah. Him. No, he he definitely no, is. No, you cannot. That's a great
1: rule, turp. And the what you can't what? Yeah, I mean he's he'll 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 be a forever be a favorite of the program. Just <laughs> he, for the, he had some big moments in his yeah. career. He's had a lot of timely moments. Uh, I'll go next. I'm going to go with because they play in like ten minutes. Give me the snakes to end the series. Diamondbacks Brewers in Milwaukee. Arizona won the first game they're actually the uh the dog tonight so money line plus 110 Zach gallon is on the mound for Arizona he's been great hes 17 wins this year era just under three and a half so I will take Arizona on the money line see what do you have
0: all right very well <laughs> um, I don't want to screw things up after a hot Monday night football where we as a show oh I'd we're like killing to point it. out Went four for four, I believe. We crushed it, Monday. Yeah, we did.
1: Night. No, we actually technically crushed went. It. Oh, yeah, four um, for four X. Yeah, we all picked the same game, and then all of our props hit. So, I mean, we're kind of on fire right now all of a sudden.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Why didn't we parlay them together? We would the bank the whole city. That was a mistake. Uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, it was. Uh, at minus 146, I'm going to go on the money line tonight with the Philadelphia Phillies, with Aaron Nola on the mound. Now, you may say, that seems a risky proposition because, you know, the Marlins, they were a little bit on the schneid last night with Zach Wheeler. Great crowd, obviously, we heard. But Aaron Nola, with his 4.46 ERA on the season, over 200 strikeouts, he, he pitches to a 3-3 at home. He's a crap road pitcher, but he's great at mm. home. That playoff atmosphere, beautiful weather, yes. downright electric. Look for the Phillies to just yeah. wipe the slate clean. Of the Marlins tonight. So I'll go on the money line. The Phil's at Citizens Bank minus 146.
1: All right, very good. So those are our baseball bets. Uh earlier today, the Rangers eliminated the Rays by a score seven to one. And uh Tampa Bay, after that hot start where it looked like they were never going to lose, they do stay they make the playoffs, and then they're out uh two quick games and they're done. The winning pitcher on the uh, side of the Rangers, Nathan Evaldi. That's hmm? what it says here. Nathan Evaldi. Who? Yeah, he had a really nice season. He was an all-star oh. and won a playoff game where he went six and two thirds and gave up one run with eight K's. Yeah, pretty good. Love that. Pretty hey, good. Rich,
0: who was on the hill the last time the Red Sox were in the wild card round and eliminated the Yankees back in two thousand twenty-one?
1: Would that be Nathan Evaldi? Is that uh a... Nate the Great?
0: Oh, that's right. It was Nathan Evaldi. He's a no. big Nate, great. Big, big game. Big Nate, game
1: Nathan Nate, Gray. they call him. Funny, funny yeah. how that happens. I know. I was going to yep. save. I was going to save this for grab bag. Yeah. We can, we can re-hit on this and grab bag. Did you know that the Tampa Bay Rays in game one had the lowest recorded attendance at a playoff baseball game since the 1919 World Series, which was fixed. That was the famous Black Sox World Series. That's the last time that yeah. few people watched a playoff game live. That's insane.
0: 19,704 reported <laughs> attendance. Right. Now, that's how many people supposedly purchased a ticket. Yeah. So it was 50% full, and this is where they're going to build a new dollar stadium. Right. You know, 25 miles outside of Tampa. It's nowhere close mm-hmm. to downtown Tampa. Nowhere close to Raymond James. Right. Nowhere close to the population no, center of the area. No, no. It's just a bunch of derelicts and retirees that live out there. They don't give a flying flip about baseball. Nope. It's the worst stadium in all of professional sports, period. I couldn't be happier. And you know, today, as you know, all 73 people watched as the Rangers eliminated the Rays. Yeah. Boo effing who? Yeah. You, you, you know, just you feel
1: so badly for them. Not since Arnold Rothstein fixed the World Series. Had you had that few people... <laughs> They're like, why do we need to go? We know who's going to win. It's already, the thing's already fixed. Uh, all right, one hour down, three hours and, to go. Rich, you know, you're the a pop culture guy. I am. I am a pop culture guy. That was, you know what? Yes, they, uh, Arl- did you ever see the movie about the the Black Sox? Oh, of course. Was it Eight Men Out? Yeah, Eight Men Out. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Great film. Yeah, terrific. Arnold Rothstein was also featured in the yeah, uh, television show Boardwalk Empire. He was very good in that. Uh, all right, let's get to no Would kidding. You Rather Wednesday coming up next. We'll ask a bunch of questions, then we'll answer them. Would you rather this or that? Uh, you can join us as well, 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keep Show with Fitzy here on WEI. Six Rings Postgame Show.
0: Desperation after Dallas as the Patriots suffer their worst defeat of the Belichick era plus several key defensive injuries. Now a challenge awaits in Foxborough as the Saints come marching in looking to right their ship as well. Will New Orleans keep the Pats singing the blues, or can Mac orchestrate a much needed win at home? Whether we celebrate or commiserate, we do it together. The Six Rings Postgame Show, live after Saints and Pats on EEI. The Six Rings Postgame Show with
2: Fitzy and Hart every Sunday after the game on WEEI.